Got a big smile today there, brother. I'm not sure what I'm more happier about. The fact that the Eagles won or that Ben has become a wine guy. <laughs> and he just tried to say sommelier yeah, well, camera. Oh, there was another word I struggled with last year. Char- charcuterie. Charcuterie. Char- charcuterie. Uh, last year, it's... We struggle with words around here. We do. Daily. We do. Daily. Well, happy Monday, Jeff. Yeah, happy Monday. Happy uh, post-conference championship Monday. Big game for the big game. We can't legally say what it is in two weeks because there's a trademark on that. So two weeks, there's a big game. Brother Bowl is what I'm calling it. Brother Bowl, yeah. That's interesting. First set of brothers ever. I think that's, yeah, that's pretty neat. So. But uh, but yeah, you're not here to watch me and Ben talk about football or wine or botching words. That'll be at like 2.50. Yeah, that's later in the show. Later in the show. Uh, We've got a really great guest here on Lancaster Connects. And just to remind you, Lancaster Connects all about local businesses doing really great for our community, local charities, of course, doing even better. And uh, and every now and then, uh, what we like to call a local celebrity and hero. And that's what we've got today. Probably our most famous podcast guest ever. Except for a groundhog. There it is. <laughs> hey, the groundhog was in the the bowl. Can I say the bowl without I think, getting? I in think trouble? in this context we're allowed we're, to say yeah, it. We're, we're not bargaining. We're we're speaking about the Super Bowl. We're not speaking uh, about our business in relation to. We're yeah. We're not using we're the not, Super Bowl as a marketing tool. I got you. In in our opinion, that's what that's what you say to appease attorney. So <laughs> there just, we go. Just saying. There we go. I think so. You can. Please don't sue us. Yeah, please don't sue us. But you can, for now, at least for now, you can catch this show on YouTube, Lancaster Connects Gardeners Mattress and More channels. Uh, Facebook, also the same thing, Lancaster Connects Gardeners Mattress and More. LinkedIn, personal Facebook pages. Um, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Or or really anywhere it's an internet connected device that plays video. This is true. This is true. You'll uh, find us. Uh, podcast players as well. We're, we are a podcast, a video podcast, but we're, you can listen to us as well. Get anywhere you out. find your podcasts. Yep. Spotify, Apple, Podcasts. Um, there's like 16 players. So dealer's choice, you pick, we're there. Yep. And if you are watching live, we'd like to hear from you. We've got some great uh, gifts to give out to a commenter, uh, somebody that gives us a comment. Tell us uh, what you like about the show. Uh, ask a question of our guest. Yeah, uh, this would be you know if you've ever wanted to know what it's Get to like to be on TV or with a celebrity, whatever. Um, you know, put your question in there. Uh, we'll spin the prize later at the uh, end of the show and give away some cool gifts. We got our less nor more cuddle drinkware. Uh, cool, cool. Uh, uh, you never figure out which way it goes. You know, Vanna White, she had this down. She's fantastic. You know, every week it was a different contextual prize in the hand. That's right. A different way to show the thing. Is she still on TV? She she is. I think so. Pat Zajac? I think so. That'll be one of the longest running game shows. So history. we've got those and then we've got we got the Hi uh, Paige. Paige is tuning in. Hello. On the go bundle. On the go bundle for travel. Really nice little pillow and blanket. Pop it in your car. Sure. I'll tell drunk. you what. Take it take it travel. <laughs> If I would have had the opportunity to put a Philadelphia Eagles logo on these and put them on those couple chartered planes back to San Francisco <laughs> this morning. For all the fans that flew into Philly for the game yesterday. I might have spent money on that. 
that adds adds a worthy just worthy saying. Investment. I might have done it. Just, would they get to keep the Eagles pillow and and blanket? That would be theirs to to keep and yeah, hold on to, wipe their salty tears with. We should probably get to our guest. Yes, let's do. That. In fact, Paige Paige is uh, commenting here. She's been following Dom on his Lego journey, and she's joining Lancaster Connect probably for the first time. So, uh, thank you, thank uh, Paige, you. and anyone else listening for the first time. Yeah. Well, without too much further ado, let's bring on Dominic. How's it going, dude? From Lego Masters. How are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. So, Dom is a Lancaster native. I am. Um, he is the son of one of our friends, Monica, and also a past guest. Uh, Monica Fork. So uh, Dom is, is Monica's son. And um, so when we had Monica on, um, Monica has a unique um, uh, career, right? In in uh, booking Disney vacations. I couldn't think of the right word. That's the word. Um, and, and you're wearing a Disney shirt. Normally you ask our guests like if they're from Lancaster and stuff like that. But we know you're from Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your family has a unique experience uh, or, or unique experiences with Disney. And since you're wearing a Disney sweatshirt, uh, so tell us a little bit about your your Disney experience there. Oh boy, we like going to Disney. Um, going up a little bit. Was, like how many times have you been bit. there? Like seventy plus times. Uh, that's what my mom says. Crazy. I don't. I can't recall going to Disney seventy some odd times, <laughs> but that's what she says. And I'm sure we probably have done seventy plus times. Um, but uh, every vacation was always Disney. We didn't go to the Grand Canyon. We didn't go where other people go to vacations. It was always Disney because it was always changing. It's always evolving. There's always new rides. And it's it's Disney World. Come on. Yep. It's awesome. And happiest place on earth. It really is. It's true. That's There's true. a Lego store, so well that, that marries the two together. It, right? just, you, it just works. And you don't need to go anywhere else when you can go. What what's the place where you can travel the world in Disney? That's what it's called. Epcot, sorry. They have yeah. the the World Showcase where you go to like a bunch of different right. countries. Country, yeah. Experience their cuisine, cuisines and there all that fun jazz. You're a world traveler just by going to Florida. That's right. Exactly. Do, you, do you have a favorite um, ride or experience or um, whatever? My favorite ride was the now closed Splash Mountain. The, oh, the log okay. plume ride that, you know, yeah. would drop 50 feet and make a big splash. Yeah. Growing up, I always liked that one. Uh, but so now are they, they doing like, away with that? And they're revamping it into a completely new ride, which is okay. Saddening in my in my eyes, yeah. but is yeah. what it why, is. Why change it? Yeah, right. They have reasons. Um, but I, I think my new favorite rides have to be any of the Star Wars ones, like Rise okay. of Resistance or Smuggler's Run. Um, Disney could probably get away with doing their own dedicated Star Wars theme park, but oh, they just have sure. a little little section in Hollywood Studios. Um, well, they own the IP, so give it time. Yeah, I, I could see them in the next like at least ten years. By then, if there's yep. not a like a, a Star Wars park, I'm going to be like, "Come on, where's that Star Wars park?" Well, I know they have a, a Star Wars hotel, so they do. Probably an Star Wars Yep, yep, yep. It's like two thousand dollars a night. You know, on, crazy. On this note, we have we'll probably have fourth coming here soon. So, if our most fervent gardener's followers. Remember, this is true. Um, like five years ago, we did a Disney vacation contest. And true. we actually had Monica help us. Yes, we did. With our That's winner, cool. book their vacation. Mm-hmm. And through a, a combination of things, including 
the pandemic, uh, our winter actually just returned, I think in the last month yeah, yeah. from their Disney vacation. And they chose to, uh, involve it all around the star Wars experience. So that's cool. Uh, that's cool. We'll have a bunch of, we'll have a bunch of photos forthcoming. Nice. I think. So, so yeah, but, uh, we're not here to talk about football. Are you, you follow football, Dominic? Are you a football fan? A little bit. A little bit. Not a lot because I don't have much time to watch it. But my best friend, he's really into it. And yesterday he texted me like, you better be wearing your Eagle jersey. And I was like... Your friend's a good person. <laughs> he is a great person. Go birds. Um, there we go. <laughs> but so I, I threw that on. And for the rest of the day, I was wearing my Eagles jersey. Uh, and, and, and oh, go birds. There you go. That's well, he can he can remain on the show. That's right. We were going to disconnect if you if you said that. Other <laughs> Completely understandable. But uh, yeah. but speaking of obsessions, we'll move off of football. Where did your Lego uh, obsession expression? <laughs> Although I don't know, maybe maybe yeah. people express themselves in Legos. It's, I mean, happens. they do. It's it's a form of expression. But so, uh, where did your obsession start? It all started conveniently enough. I was gifted, regifted my very first Lego set. Um, this Imperial Star Wars drops it, uh, drop. That's it right there. This is it. This is the one that started it all. I got it for my sixth birthday. I remember me and my dad building it together and that eventually evolved into this behind me. Um, I collected Lego for a few years and then probably when I got 13, 14, I got out of it, started collecting other things and got into different hobbies and then got back into Lego right before the pandemic hit, which was convenient because when the pandemic hit, I was home, you know, couldn't do much. So I just dumped out on my Lego, sorted it and organized it, rebuilt some old sets out of my childhood. And now I have a bunch of pieces. Look, there's me. But yeah. With um, a little less hair. A lot of less hair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it all it all started with this, this one $10 set has evolved into thousands of dollars of plastic. That sit on my shelves wow. in my room. Wow. So uh, when we had your mother on, we shared uh, the story of your brother, Tony. Mm-hmm. And you had a special bond with Tony uh, building yeah. Legos specifically. Can you yes. just talk a little bit about that? Uh, growing up, I think Tony and I's favorite thing to do together was building Lego. We used to have a train table that was not, no longer a train table. Thomas was out. Lego was in. So Lego we were, table. It was a Lego table. And my dad eventually, like y- y- the big base plates... He'd glue them down. So we just had a table full of studs where we could just really just build whatever we want, rip it apart, build again. But uh, throughout the years, Tony and I would build all sorts of Lego things together and smash them and rebuild them. And it was a lot of fun. It was probably the thing we bonded most over was Lego. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're, um, what, what do you like more? Like when you get a set, like, I, mean, I know they sell like crazy sets of, you know, Star Wars scenes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like there's a big Mambo sets that you can build you know, with instructions. Yes. Uh, and then of course you're a creator. Like what do you, what do you prefer to do there? Like what, what's it, it, it all comes down to what I'm in the mood for. I don't build my own creations too often given the time that it takes. I mean, when you have okay. a set and instructions, you know what you're building, you know how much you kind of have an idea of how much time you're going to go into it. Um, with a mock, for an example, this one, a mock is, uh, stands for my own creation. It's what a lot of Lego people used to, um, Tell, tell you that this is my own creation. I've been working on this dinosaur. I've put at least 20 hours into this dinosaur, just rebuilding wow. limbs and reconfiguring the bodies and the eternal structure. And 20 hours is no joke. That's how much time I put into my builds. Um, 
because I want it to be really good. I mean, I, I did this show a few months ago, so people have an expectation of me now, and I, I wanted to fulfill that expectation as much as possible. Um, not just for them, but for myself as well as a builder. I want to make sure whatever I'm building is actually good. Um, so, yeah. So that's it's, it's that's interesting. So a mock, like, so with my own creation, my own creation. So would like would, would Lego like look at a, a creator's mock and go, "That's really cool. We're gonna build, uh, make that." Like, would they? Do they ever do that? There is a program called Lego Ideas where people can submit their own creations to potentially be turned into Lego sets. It has to get each submission has to get 10,000 votes and then it goes into a, a reviewing process. Uh, that Lego looks at the sets, determines which one they actually want to pick. Um, for the past couple of years, uh, it'd only be, you know, l- maybe less than 10 would actually be selected for the re- reviewing process and then one or two would get picked out. Now with Lego and how much it has grown over the past couple of years, typically there's like at least 30 to 50 submissions making through into the re- reviewing phases, review, reviewing phases. And then typically only two or three get picked out of that 50. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, now there's like other programs that aren't Lego ideas that are actually funded by Lego being turned into sets called the Bricklink designer program, which is a whole nother thing, but fairly similar to the Lego idea concept. Um, it's just Lego is at a point where there's all these amazing ideas and products they want to put out, but they don't have the designing or the manpower to do it all at once. So they have to really be picky and choosy, um, with what they turn into sets. I'm dying to know, like the behind this. Can you share a lot about the production of the show? I remember, so for one of the dog challenges, we had a challenge where we had to have dogs and they tried keeping it a secret. But one of the other contestants was like, I just saw a dog run run across set, which got everyone to thinking, one, why is there a dog here? Two, we're going to have to build dogs out of Lego. And eventually we did. So that was pretty interesting. Mm. (laughs) Um, And just the whole process that goes into a reality TV competition show like this uh, it's very interesting because there's a lot of um, twists and turns and things that you don't expect. Uh, we go into every challenge blind, not knowing what's going to be. I mean, unless, except for the dog where we had like a hint. But other than that, right. we had no idea what we were going to face the next day after a challenge uh, ended. Um, but I'd say stuff along the lines like that is just, that was pretty much what was interesting. Yeah. So there were surprises. It wasn't like scripted, scripted, like a television show. No. You definitely had surprises. You probably had a general flow of events throughout each day. Mm-hmm. How many days were you, how many days total were you on set filming? We were on set filming. I'm not sure, but um, Ethan and I, we were there from when we got into Atlanta and when we left, we were there for about a month. Mm. Um, wow. So probably we were on set yeah. filming for a little less than a month because once we got there, we soon shortly after once we arrived after a few preparation and a week of not being in Atlanta um we were brought on set and then up until our elimination we were you know there for a while long days too i mean we we'd be waking up at 5 making it'd be like a half an hour just to get to set from where they were keeping us uh, where we were stayed in a hotel um so it'd be like half an hour just to get there, then probably another hour of everyone getting their hair and makeup done. And as the, as more people were, were eliminated, uh, that time of getting hair and makeup done would be shortened and shortened because look, there was less people. Right. Um, 
but you know, we'd be waking up at like six, five in the morning and we wouldn't start shooting till like close to eight at night, eight or nine. And then we wouldn't get out of there till five to six in the afternoon. Wow. Yeah, I, I too know the struggles of hair and makeup. I, I went through that it's, for, it's our not, world, for our world-famous Less it, More More Cuddle commercial right. shoot. Um, I feel your pain. It was uh, It's hard being a celebrity sometimes. Yes, it is. Hair it's and makeup. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of hair. I got a very poor haircut before going on Lego Masters, which um, I guess on the bright side, I didn't have to deal with it getting in my face like it is now. Um, but they, they put a lot of, Ethan and I are fairly young. So we have some blemishes because we're, you know, we're young. Um, or they would just take makeup on us. I, yeah. I, I take my nails and like scratch my face and have like a clump of makeup and throw yeah. it at the wall. It was horrible. Makeup sucks. Anywho, <laughs> um, I don't recommend it. Yeah. So Adam, how did you land the gig? Of being on Lego Masters, I, I mean, we know you're on TikTok and you're you're kind of a big deal there. So is that like, did they That's, find you? Did you submit a they, an application? They, found me. they were like, you, that oh, guy, that guy right there. Uh, essentially, uh, November of what was it, 2021? Uh, I it was late at night. <clears throat> I was on Instagram just going through my messages, and I randomly one pops up from the casting agent, and I think to myself. What? Me on Lego Masters? Nah, because I, I don't build that many mocks and the ones that I do, I typically don't show on my page. So I'm not really known for building uh, mocks or creations, but I'm just more so known for just being involved with Lego and stuff. Um, but I, I look it over, I think about it for, I think about it for a few days. Uh, I look at his page a little bit more and it, it seemed to be legit. So I, sh- I was like, Hey, what do I do? Is this legit? And essentially the process was, you know, it ended up going to a phone call. And then he was asking me like, who do you want as your teammate? And I was like, I know a guy. Um, and that, and then Ethan comes into play. So I asked Ethan, Hey, do you want to potentially be my partner for Lego Masters? Because previously the past two years, um, Ethan's been more on social media longer than I have. And, uh, for the past season one and two, he was both casting agents have reached out to him multiple times, but he was too young at the time. Um, um, but, uh, you know, 2020, we were both adults at that point. Uh, he was 18, I was 19 and it just, it just worked. We just went through, you know, phases of more further and further into the audition process. And next thing you know, we got on, uh, uh, February in a few weeks, it'll be a year since they flew me out to Houston. That's where Ethan's from to do our final interview where they sent Ethan a bunch of bricks and pieces to sort. So when I got there, they'd already be sorted. And then we would have like a full on day of a zoom interview with other potential contestants building in this last interview. It was crazy. Wow. And then we so didn't that, hear that was your audition basically. Yeah, like you're, you're like, it, was, it was multiple auditions, multiple zooms, uh, making home videos to, you know, submit, and then they they pick us essentially just making videos to show our personalities and our strengths and skills. It, it was it was wild, a lot of paperwork. I can imagine. So you didn't know Ethan really at all. I mean, you through you you never met him before. Right? Never just, met him before, but yeah. just from chatting back and forth, we I, 
around the point where I reached out to him to ask him to be my uh, teammate, uh, we knew each other for around a year and a half or so, just from yep. messaging back and forth through TikTok and stuff. Um, but we never actually built in person or met in per- person up until uh, when I got flown out uh, for our final interview. That's cool. I mean, you, you're, you're, I mean, you, you know him, but like you're kind of like hoping that this thing actually works, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's probably a lot of different feelings and emotions going through that. Like oh, you yeah. want to be on the show and, I'm I'm sure that was a lot of pressure for you to 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 handle. It it was, but um I try not to have like uh, high expectations just because I don't want to yeah. get let down. So I always yeah, went sure. into the process of like we've made it this far, but there's a a very real chance that they'll go a different route and not pick us for the show and I always had that in mind. So if it did happen, I wouldn't be like super bummed out. It was more so just being honored and accepting that and being grateful for the idea that they even want us to even apply and stuff like that. So wow. that's kind of yeah. how I looked at it. That was my mindset towards it. So it's interesting that you get recruited using social media. Mm-hmm. So you're you're sharing... Uh, was your social media always focused around Lego? Yes. Or an abundance of Lego? Okay. Pretty much. And how frequently were you posting I've gone through multiple different periods of how much I used to post. I mean, now I post two times a day on TikTok and Instagram. There was a, a long period, I think for up to like five months where I was posting five different Lego TikToks a day. Um, how I managed to do that, don't ask me. I've tried doing it again. I physically cannot pump out that many videos anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I've always done Lego content and I, and I guess I've, I, I've always stayed really consistent with it. So yeah. I think that helped. And well, there, the, there was a reason that I asked because there's a lot of people uh, in my circles that are looking to gain notoriety and, and gain influence, whether that just be in their own business, the product services they offer. And, and that the key at a minimum is once a day and, and having it yeah. really speak to speak to their audience. And, mm-hmm. you know, I suppose I'm touching on this for parents, you know, first and foremost, computers and technology are here to stay, right? Oh, yeah. It's not going anywhere. Nope. It's a, it's a fabric and a fiber of our DNA at this point and going forward. Um, I would say embrace it with your kids as best you can, even if you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of things to watch out for online, uh, yes. especially when it comes to children mm-hmm. and teenagers. So, you know, that's a balance, right? Like the, the mental effect, the emotional effect, the addictive nature of it. But kudos to you for using it as a great tool to express a connection and a passion for something. And Thank then you. that consistency, I guess I'm now speaking to like your peers, younger and maybe even a little older, like that commitment to consistency is powerful because that consistent five a day, two a day, you know, whatever, whatever that range was in between, but the mm-hmm. daily use of it. Focusing on a market and a niche. That's what got you recruited. That's what made people that's, pay attention. They knew you were the that's real what helped, deal. Yeah. Um, staying consistency is probably my number one rule. And when people ask me for advice, like, what do you, what do you, how do you, how, how do you do the things that you do? Is it's just number one is just staying consistent and keeping yourself on track and, um, making a schedule and sticking to that schedule. And it's, uh, it can be hard at first, but once you get into the rhythm of it, it comes as second nature. Like I'll, like if I, I mean, I wear a watch now, but I used to get like this feeling of like, it's close to four o'clock. I'm gonna check my phone. Oh, it's four o'clock. I should probably post. Um, 
it's 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 a routine. It's a schedule that eventually you get into and you start to click with it. And it's it's like a it's like a spidey sense. When uh, when did you start to notice that you were gaining popularity on TikTok? Like, uh-huh. you know, a lot of you ask any kid what they want to do nowadays, and it's like, I want to be a, a creator or mm-hmm. a, you know, what what do they call it? YouTube, uh, YouTube, an influencer, YouTuber, an influencer, YouTuber. Yeah. Right, it's, right. Um, so like, I, yeah, I hear a lot of kids saying this, and it's it's definitely not as it's not for everyone. You can't just <clears> pick up the camera. There are some people that will never be able to do what I do or what my friends do just because it's, it doesn't <clears> align with their personality. Um, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't lead the water to the horse. I think that's the saying my right. dad says. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll tell him that's what he that's what he said. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's. It essentially, I, I treated it. I treat it as this. If it was a job now, when I first started, it was just something I did for fun. That eventually started gaining traction, and I was like, "Hey, let's try to make something of this. This is a lot of fun. This is a passion I've, I found that I truly enjoy doing." And other than when I started making like a content, like a TikTok, I always grew up watching, you know, content creators. I watched more YouTube as a kid more than TV. And I always thought, you know, how cool that would be, but I never really thought it was for me until I actually tried it and found out that, hey, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't suck at this. So that's cool. So I just kept getting, doing it more and more and practicing, getting better at it. And I will even say now that I'm not that good at it. I simply just throw stuff out at the wall. And if it sticks, cool. If not, try again. Um, but it's definitely not for everybody. And it's not as easy as a lot of people make it seem to be. It's a lot of hours going into editing and researching looking at hashtags, strategies, staying with and trying to know what algorithms are changing to stay on top of them so you don't fall off. Um, it's, it's not it's not uh, it's not all rainbows and sunshine as a lot of YouTubers and bigger creators make it seem to be. Mm-hmm. You know, just on the screen was um, I mean, you you were in the presence of other celebrities, you know, mm-hmm. bigger TV stars and whatnot. Will Arnett was just on the screen. Uh, one of my favorite actors of the last 10 years or so from... He is so um, funny. I, that's what I was wondering. Like, uh, I mean, Arrested Development is one of my favorite shows of all time. And that's where most people got their, their uh, you know, first look maybe at Will Arnett. I just wondered, is he as funny in person yes. as he is on it, it, you know, I, TV? It's a crime how much of his, how many of his jokes got cut from what actually aired on the show. Cause really? There was multiple times where I'd be on the floor laughing my butt off of what of the, some of the things that he would say. Um, and he's truly a funny and amazing guy and really wholesome as well. Uh, after we got um, eliminated, before we left set, he came out and found us and he gave us a few words of, words of encouragement to Ethan and I with being so young in the ent- entertainment, entertainment industry. And he told us essentially how much, you know, we have a bright future ahead of us and to keep at it and just keep doing what we're doing. And he's a really nice guy. And I, um, I I actually do appreciate him as a comedian and as an actor. Yeah. So he, in a way, he kind of like hung out with the contestants and stuff like that. Not too much. Uh, We didn't have too much whatever was on, was shown on camera. That's how much we got to hang out with him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, other than that, he was either recording lines or voiceovers. Um, Okay. Or offset doing other Willernet things. Over to Matt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got the business of Will Arnett, as yep. you have the business of cool guy Dom O2, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Where'd the O2 come from? You lagged out. So whatever you just said, can you say it again? 
your handle is cool guy Dom O2. Where's the O2 from? Uh I was born in 2002. That's essentially where it came from. Just... <laughs> you know where that was going. <laughs> I set I set myself up for it. It just doesn't say. feel any better even acknowledge. Somebody said to me 20 years ago, and I thought 1980. <clears throat> no, no, no. It's no. when Dom was born. 2000. <laughs> so yeah. Sorry, man. It's I'm sorry. <clears throat> By the way, that analogy is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. <laughs> Thank you. I knew you I was along those lines. He, he was just, you was know, close. tweaking it for, you know, for the millennial yeah. generation. He, he did the new cool thing. It's just, just uh, tweaking it a little bit there. So, so you're kind of a big deal on TikTok. So how did you make that happen? Mm. I have, I had the, advantage of starting making Lego content when there was less than 10 creators on the platform making oh, consistent well. Lego content. Oh, wow. uh, I started so making content. I was essentially I had the, you know, early bird gets the worm sort of deal. You got that one right. Good. Let's go. But it was <laughs> I started making Lego content off and on just for fun. I'd say uh it was it would have been August of 2020 and then um I'm trying to think of it. It was it wasn't long till I hit 10k followers on that because TikTok was, at the time was a very fast, rapid, rapidly growing platform. Um, and there was a time where uh, I was in a group chat with the 10 Lego content creators that were consistently posting, and it was you know Ethan, Epic Bricks, Matt Mellish, Brad. I think Blocks Studios wasn't quite there yet, but there was SC Dude 99, and then there was me and a few other ones uh, such as Slego and. Uh, you know, like a Jedi. I just named a bunch of people that no one knows who they are, but they're, <laughs> they're great people and they're all awesome. Um, but, uh, we were just all making Lego content, slowly getting to know each other, slowly growing, growing, you know, the Lego community on TikTok and expanding that and inspiring more people to create more content. Um, so I, I, I try to, I used to look at it as waves of new people growing in the community on the platform and, um, there are people that have started making content after I have, and I've already surpassed me in followers, whether that's them doing a certain type of video or a trend that really popped them off and they got viral real quick. And it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, I, I see kids that are making better content than I am and they're like half my age. And I'm like, that's going to be the future of the community. Mm-hmm. That dude's going to take my job. Good for him. Right. Right. Yeah. So you um you were invited I for was. another Lego Masters event. Tell us about that one. So what's that all about? Um during so I guess behind the scenes, they briefly mentioned that they're thinking of doing a holiday special. This wasn't even like planned months <laughs> in advance. This was being thought up while we were shooting season three. Um, so I think it was around after we I think after we did the pirate episode, they brought up the idea, um, a little bit about how long it would take, how that would affect, uh, hypothetically, if you were make it, make, make it to the season finale, you would essentially go home for like less than a week and then be flown back out. I had the advantage. I was, Ethan and I got sent home when I was home for about two weeks. A week after I got home, I got a phone call with the idea. Being like, hey, you're in consideration. Would you want to go through with it if you were to be picked? And I was like, 
sure. Um, sounds fun to me. And I remember when they brought up the idea uh, while we were shooting uh, season three, I was very adamant and very eager to uh, participate in the holiday special, given that, you know, I, I worked a lot with charity growing up and I, it just sound, sounded really fun to me. So uh, I was home back in Lancaster for like less than, I think around two weeks before I was reeled right back into Atlanta, back on set for uh, the, the filming of the holiday special. Um, and then two weeks after that, that took about two weeks to film. And then I was back and I've been back since. And you worked with Cheryl Hines, right? I did. That was interesting because up until meeting her in person, I had no clue who Cheryl Hines was. Right. I don't know who Cheryl Hines she, is. She, uh, she's on Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry yes. David. Mm -hmm. uh, probably other things that I'm, I'm not aware of, but that's, that's where I know her. Uh, she was in, she's she was hilarious. In, she's great. She's, she's so funny. <clears throat> So funny, hilarious comedian, super sweet, super nice. Um, and now I can say a Lego builder. So she had no Lego experience before. Zero. Zip. So nada. When, when, so, and, and with her, you have to build something together. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, did she contribute to the builds or were you like, she tried to do something. You're like, no, that's not going to work. Or like. Yes, go? yes, and yes. Uh, there was a lot of times where she'd be like, what if we did this? And I was like, we have six hours. I am one man. You're Shell Hines. That's not going to fly. Um, but there was, we, we used to, you know, there was times where we'd butt heads and then we'd compromise uh, with thanks to encouragement from the producers for me to essentially back off and just, you know, let her take an idea. I was like, okay, this is a holiday special. I'm here to have fun. Um, it's not to be so serious and tough. Um, but yeah, the first challenge we did, I took the reins mostly on that one. And it was thankfully, a, we built a tree, which trees have limbs and you have to build limbs. So that was something easy to, I built one limb for her, a few variations and said, okay, just repeat this about 40 times. Awesome. And then she would, she built uh, Christmas lights. So I'd be like, all right, I built this. Repeat that 40 times. Um, so there's a lot of me building something and then her essentially repeating it because yep. it's it's hard to ask someone to build something from scratch from their memory when they have little to no building experience with Lego sets or Lego mocks. Um, so yeah, it was very... It was interesting. Inter inter interesting. Oh, I can't speak today. Jeez Louise. Um, but as we got further and further into the challenges, she, she started to um, get pretty decent at Lego building. And is that is that your Christmas sweater on there, or did they provide that? What they provided that it provided that. All right, that's not that's not your normal no normal outfit. No, I have them. Uh, I I managed to keep them, so um, I was wearing them while the episodes were airing. I I wore I wore them in a few of my uh, videos, and I think I wore some that's of them cool. to work, just because you know holiday spirit, you know all that jazz. But uh, no, go. it was a lot of fun. I was not a big fan of the holiday uh, sweater vests at first. But show must go they grew on. on you. They grew on yeah. me. <laughs> and you know, you talk about work. So you've made you've made a job of this. What are you doing locally with that? So locally, I am uh, one of the employees at Brickheads uh, in Nestville. It's a resale Lego store. Uh, I started working there uh, with my boss Ron. Uh, I would say August, late August, 
of 2020. So around the same time as I started doing Lego content. Mm-hmm. Um, so my boss is essentially Ron, the story about her kids. Um, Ron works in constructions in construction for multiple years, moved to Lancaster because he was tired of construction and the physical toll that was taken on his body. Um, and he decided to open up a Lego store, a resale Lego store. Uh, but the timing was very poor because two weeks after he signed the lease, the whole world shut down with COVID. So he had a few months mm, totally to, yeah, he had, he had a few months to work in the shop to get it looking really nice. But, uh, we, he opened up, he opened up the first shop in, uh, downtown Lancaster, uh, Lancaster City. Um, off of Queen Street, uh, right around the corner from Market, which is awesome mm-hmm. because for lunch on Market days, so good. Um, <laughs> but uh, shortly after he opened, uh, I I went in there one day and I told him straight to his face, "This is awesome. I'm going to work here." Uh, and then a week later, he asked if I could start the next week, and I did. And nice. that's and then history went from there. So now we have. Uh, we ended up moving locations into Nashville out of the city because parking in the city is horrible. And uh, mm-hmm. Lego takes up a lot of space. And shortly after that first location, we sh- grew. We Lego takes up a lot of space. We grew, outgrew that shop very quickly. Uh, and I'd say we even outgrew the shop that we are in now. Mm-hmm. But we have a store in Nashville. We just opened up a store in Harrisburg. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, the Lego resale market is a lot of fun. So when you say Lego resale market, you're saying like maybe sets from years gone by. Yeah. So discontinued sets, the- they get brought in on trade from people yeah. um, downsizing their collection. We take them in, dust them up, break them down, make sure all the parts are there. We verify every single piece by hand, box it back up, put it on a shelf in a new box. Boom. Uh, we sell minifigures individually. We sell uh, parts individually. So if you're looking to build your own creations like this, Come in, get some parts, get a few sets from forever ago. Very cool. And, uh, yeah. and you sell online too, right? I, I went on the Brickheads website and it looked like you could buy a minifigure or anything else really um, that you wanted. So we're slowly growing our inventory when it comes to <laughs> minifigures and sets. Um, but we do have a online Brickling store where it's most mostly uh, individual pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, great for mock building or if you need to repair your sets that are missing parts. Um so we have that, but we're looking forward to add more uh, on Bricklink, such as minifigures and more sets. It just comes down to time. Just having the time to do it. We have uh, we have a ton of Lego at home, but it's it it would give you nightmares because it's all in big Rubbermaid yep. bins, just big totes, no just manuals, in just piled in. Yeah, yeah. Which from back in my day, that was the way you did Lego. Yeah. It was just like. Here's the Lego bin. Have fun, Johnny. And, you know, you just built like a tri-colored Technicolor Dreamcoat house and you were happy <laughs> with it as a kid. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I mean, if you had one of those, like you, you talked about your dad gluing down the boards. Um, what did you call them? The, uh, the flat things to build upon? Base plates. Um, base plates. Yeah. Like if you had a base plate, the, these the, things, the kid. Yeah. Ours were green. I guess they're gray now. Oh, well, they still, still make green ones. They still make green ones. They make green, yeah. white, blue, gray. But uh, man, if you had a base plate as a kid, that was like you, you were. That was big pimping right there. They were. Yeah, uh, you were set. So uh, I'm I'm curious. What did what did Mama Fort think of this? Like when you went to her and be like, "Hey, I just got invited to be on TV." Like, what did Mama she was, say? She wasn't surprised. 
You know my mom. Oh, yeah? Okay. She wasn't surprised. She's like, you're going to get on that show. And I was like, I don't know, mom. Nice. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I do, maybe I don't. If I don't, it's whatever. She's like, no, you have a, you're going, you're going to, you're going to go on that show. That was her mentality. Very, very like, you're practically on the show. And I was like, well, thank you. But uh, it it takes it to happen. It could change. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's really cool. I, I remember her posting something on Facebook like a year ago or something like, she she mentioned you and you had mm-hmm. an opportunity, but she can't say anything of what's yeah, going on. I don't know. Had a, a lot of people were commenting like, what's going on? What is it? What is it? What is it? Exactly. Like, I think she just broke, like caused a little bit of chaos. And I had at least three people um, figure out like we saw in your mom's Facebook page. You're on Lego Mass. I was like, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, could you get that? You're posting less on TikTok. We know you went somewhere. It's just I'm taking a break. Yeah. So. Oh man. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. So, so where do you uh, where do you go from here? What's next for you? Well, I'm hoping to grow my YouTube a lot more because it just TBH just pays better, and the more I can get out of this, the more the longer I can do it, and actually eventually do it as a full time job. Um, but essentially, post more on YouTube and Instagram's been growing a lot. Uh, essentially, post more, create more. I hope to go to more conventions to meet more people in the Lego community. Um, I like to hopefully at least by summer start doing my own weekly live show kind of like this over on YouTube. Um, uh, I have some merch idea designs in the workshop right now. Um, but yeah, essentially just whatever I'm doing now, except more going forward into 2023. Yeah, very cool. That's cool. Um, you're probably not allowed to say, but could we see you on TV again? I honestly don't know. I'd hope yeah, so. Okay. Fingers crossed. Yeah. It's cool. That's cool. Love it. And in case you missed it, for all you old folks watching out there, which I'm now, we're, we're in the old folks group. Um, <clears throat> when, when, when Dominic said TBH, I think doing a YouTube show, <laughs> that was to be honest. Yeah, sorry. Um, you do. Sorry. Well, I have I have children that's, his age. That's right. That's right. Yes. So yes, yes. I have to keep up on these the, things. You know the lingo. I know. I know how to speak Snapgram. Yes. <laughs> that's great. So anyway, Dom. Uh, last question. Uh, who who has more Legos? You or Brickheads? Brickheads. Brickheads. And and like if you were to put a number on just the in, the amount of individual little Legos that you have. How many would you say it is? Are we talking like a million little Legos? I'd say we're close. I'd say we're yeah. up there because behind this camera is a wall of pieces and parts uh, okay. sorted in bins. And then I have in the corner of my room uh, four of the biggest Lego sets you can get on the market. Or market. I just haven't built them yet because I'm out of room. So <laughs> I have the Titanic. I have the Star Destroyer. I have the UCS Falcon, I have the AT-AT, giant, amazing, awesome sets that sit in my corner because <laughs> I don't have the space. Well, you just talked to mom about that. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're right. going to knock down a wall, expand a little bit. There you go. Albums up, you know. The, there you go. The, 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 uh, the Lego wing of Casa de Forte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's right. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, uh, you can't drink, but we're going to do it anyway. Connection cocktail time. You can have a uh, virgin daiquiri. Shirley Temple. As we go through it. 
So uh, I'll go first. Dominic, what's your favorite thing to do in Lancaster? Mm. I'm not sure if it's really in the Lancaster area, but I feel like PA is known for their antique malls. And I love going antiquing with my parents or my friends. Occasionally, I'll find some Lego. So that's always fun. But I'd say my favorite thing to do in Lancaster, it has to be antiquing. That's cool. Our youngest guest ever says one of the, you know, like typically like older person thing to do. That's cool. Like what? I like, yeah, Adamstown. Yeah, by 272. Great. Yep. There's a great, there's some great spots in Hershey. Great antique stores. That's cool. I didn't expect to hear that at all. Uh, how about a restaurant? Uh, your favorite Lancaster restaurant? I really don't have one because I don't eat, I don't eat out much. My mom okay. loves to cook. You could say your mom. Yeah. My mom, mom. My mom's, mom's kitchen. Mom's kitchen. There you go. Good answer. That just warmed mom's heart. <laughs> All right. So this is always an interesting one. You don't eat out much, but you do get out enough, I would imagine. Do you have a preference? Turkey Hill, Sheets, Rudders, or Wawa? Sheets. Mm, and I'm a sheets guy. Convenience. I feel like there's more sheets around me than Wawa. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the, the atmosphere and the... The vibe that Sheets has over Wawa. I just like it more. Yeah. Why right. the Sheets not? Why the Sheets not? Exactly. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, you did it, man. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having uh, me. This was a lot of fun. This is great. I know it's not quite uh, the Will Arnett A-list celebrity experience, but it's a lot of fun to have you on. It's cool Thank to you. showcase... Somebody right here in our own community and county doing something really fun and amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, if you are a parent and you've got kids um, that say they want to go down this road, please, yeah, you know, let let them explore that dream a little bit. Yeah. Get them to follow Cool mm-hmm. Guy Dom O two on TikTok. I think it's the same handle on on yeah. YouTube. It's, YouTube, Instagram, yeah. always just Cool Guy Dom zero two. Yep, there you go. So. Uh, follow him there and, and have your kids follow him. Obviously, good, wholesome young man. He's not going to, you know, it's a, a good, safe place to go online. Mm, yes. And, uh, you know, you'll learn something by observation, which is a very powerful tool. And uh, if you look at successful people, that's one of the things they do. They observe other successful people. And Dom has carved that path. And I'm sure he's going to do continue to do some of that on his own. So thanks for having you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks appreciate for having that. me on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. See you, Dom. We'll see you. Take care, y'all. Peace. All right. Well, I was fine. Us a peace. He did. He did. Yeah. We should. We need to have a uh, young people to old people Dakota ring. Yeah. Right. <laughs> TBH. We could put it right over whole, here. Like whole thing. What we need on the screen for it. Yeah. That's, that's right. So anyway, um, that was good. That was good. It was fun. That was really fun. It was real fun. Uh, are you ready with your? I am not. I am not. A, a poor. Well, then uh, I'll go with my sleep host. Yeah. So, right over my shoulder, right there, sleep better book. We're happy to mail you that book, chock full of really great sleep tips, uh, routines, and sleep hygiene. Um, and uh, sleep hygiene is one of these things you may not be aware of, but it's really about your environment. As Dom said, he likes the sheets environment. So your sleep hygiene is about. You know, reducing noise, um, uh, preparing yourself to go to sleep. 
So one of those things would be a cool down routine. So some light stretching, not where you're elevating your heart heart rate, but just kind of letting your body know, hey, we're we're switching up the routine here. We're we're um we're not going to play armchair quarterback and get all hype about our football team and raise our blood pressure to like, you know, 7,000 over 5,000 like I do. Um, oh, it happens all the time. Um, but yeah, that little routine of some light stretching, just kind of let the body know it's time to cool down and uh, we're going to get ready for bed. Same thing in the morning. A little bit of more vigorous stretching can help. Just kind of wake you up a little faster, get the blood moving. Those kinds of things are really helpful to improve your sleep. We'll mail you the book with a whole bunch more tips like that. You just go to gardenersmattressamore.com slash sleep dash better and uh, we'll mail you a book out free. So the testimonial for this week is one of the shortest testimonials we've ever gotten on uh, Google, but it's actually, um, it's a shout out to us in a way. It's and a shout to out the to point. our, it's very well to the point. Um, Jeff, uh, a few weeks ago, wrote very well-run place. So that's kind of a shout out to us, right? And the systems we have in place and great communication. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times you buy something with a, with a business, you transact the money, you walk out the door and the business is done with you. You're, you've got an, they, uh, an invoice with a number on they it. A one night stand at you. That's right. That's we right. So that we communicate with, uh, emails and text messages after the purchase. Make sure you're satisfied with the in-store experience. We communicate after the delivery is complete to make sure that you are 100% satisfied with your mattress and are waking up happy and pain-free. Um, maybe we over-communicate, but that's why we get that kind of response, but right? You can, but you can you can tell us to stop. You can that's right. There's ways to to do that. You can yeah. You can call us and say I love you, but no more. <laughs> we'll take all of it. You can tune into podcast from our communications. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So thank you to Jeff. Um, but, uh, we, uh, I mean, that, that kind of speaks to who we are and what yep. we do. That's right. right. That's right. Well, and, and being connected to our customers is important. Being connected to our community is important. It's why we created the show. You know, it's, uh, it's hosted by Gardeners Mattress and More. Gardeners Mattress and More pays the bills for it, but it's really about Lancaster. It's about the community. I got some community notes that come across my desk. By the way, if you want to, get these kinds of things on the show, just send them to us uh, through our website, um, through comments here on the show, direct message. Yeah, there's no shortage of communication mm-hmm. device. Mm-hmm. Uh, easiest way would probably just be my email, jeff at gardenersmattressandmore.com. But uh, so this is from Lancaster City Alliance. We've had them on. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and Williams, right? Yeah. Williams. Is that yep. right? Yep. So um, sorry if I mess your name or organization up. It's never meant to be personal. It's just... We talked to a lot of people on, at any rate. So right here, this was from the Lancaster City Alliance uh, email that came out. This is kind of what happened in a recent meeting. Some things that I thought were worth highlighting. Diana Martin with Hourglass has a community forum coming up on April 12th at the Ware Center. Um, the founder of Strong Towns, Chuck Marone, is going to be the featured speaker. So that would be a good one to mm. check out. Um, you can get all this stuff, by the way, if you go to LancasterCityAlliance.com. And you can like sign up for their email list, but just, uh, figured I would share some other stuff. Uh, Chris Dreisbach with blueprints for addiction recovery, uh, shared their planning on night of recovery on February 17th at the Ware Center. Just pointing that out. One United Lancaster encourages everybody to visit their website, oneunitedlancaster.com. 
Subscribe for the weekly newsletters. You get more great information similar to this about our community. This is very appropriate. This is connected to us. Uh, Larry Keating, who works for and with SCORE. Oh, SCORE yeah. helped Ben and I uh, construct our business plan when we bought the business. 13 years ago. 12 That's years right. Ago, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in 2002. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Not quite that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bet you if you heard that part of the show where I said 20 years ago and you thought of 1980, you did, you feel the same way I do, cold. Um, but score is a great business resource for anybody in the yeah. business that's looking to create something new, uh, improve what they have, buy another business, get business information, okay. insights and guidance. Score is a great thing to do. No cost. It's nonprofit. Say, yeah. We There's 80 experienced business people ready to provide support to the business community here in Lancaster. That was uh, the, Experience we had with them was invaluable. It was really it was great. very timely when we needed it. And um, yeah, great people, great uh, connection to have. Yep. And all of their services are provided free of charge. Um, there is a, I didn't know we had this. There is a state of the city address. I guess the mayor, the mayor, Denise Sirache, will be giving that. And that's January 26th at 430. Oh, wait, we passed that. <laughs> well, we had one. Next year. Next year. There we go. That's what I get for working without a net. <laughs> Live TV for you. But we have that. So catch it next time. There you go. You got a whole year to prepare. Um, and then last but not least, uh, Justin McCarthy of Treadhouse. Treadhouse was a guest. Uh, their classes, they had this past Friday. It's <clears throat> a so way to go. Treadhouse. Uh, January 27th, they had free classes that are open to the public. By donation, and those donations went to last week's guest, Girls on the Run. Is that right? Oh, yeah. last week's guest, yeah, Girls yeah. on the Run. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, just wanted to share that. Last but not again. Last but not least, I think I've said that a couple times. If you're last in the show, it means you're not least at all. But Help the Fight has their annual um, designer bag bingo. So if you get down with designer purses from Coach Kate Spade, Michael Kors, Tori Birch, all my jams personally. May, uh, Sunday, March 5th is the big, uh, bag bingo. And you can uh, get in on that. It's, uh, right here, 30 bucks in advance, 35 at the door. Really great way to win a really nice high end designer bag for yourself. Plus all the donations go to help the fight. You want more information? You can call them 717-455-7095 or go to helpthefight.org for more details there. I bet I bet you could rock the man purse. You could you could do that. I Maybe have one with an Eagles logo on it. Well, that would change things. <laughs> that that would have to be in consideration. There we go. Great, help the fight, great organization. I would keep tissues in there for Cowboys fans and 49er fans and Vikings fans. I I, I knew the football was was right around the corner. I knew it. You open the door. I'm not going to walk through it. Give me a break. Um, what we got going on around here at the store? That's not a whole lot. It's President's Day is right around the corner. It is. We, got, um, we were talking about some vendor specials coming up. I guess this would be a good time. So we have our 120-day wake-up happy guarantee. We have it right on the screen. It's right. I can never point. It's up there in the corner, whichever way you're looking at it. It's on the screen. There we go. I can never configure out. Yeah, it's over your head. Which way to do it. Chris should just like put it right in my face right now. That'd be <laughs> hilarious. But it's going to happen. You know, we, I guess we have this come up. I don't know. 
But with that 120-day wake-up happy guarantee, your investment with us is also protected. So like these two guys right here, we determine the pricing, the specials, things like that. And we want to treat every customer the same, have you buy with confidence that you're not going to buy and then three weeks later, see something less. In the fact that that happens, we're going to make it right and take care of you. But I got to be honest with you, we kind of know what's going on. We don't play those games around here. There is not some big, uh, massive conspiracy to generate new price tags. Um, we do use a lot of paper around here, but it's not for price tag purposes. Um, we, we would much rather focus on a really great experience. But if that is something that you're concerned with, I can understand you've been maybe burned in other places in the past, not necessarily a mattress store, but in other buying experiences. You have our word. That's just not going to happen here. Okay. Um, we are going to treat every person's investment fair and, and really ask you to invest money with us the way we would want to invest money with others. Good and, um, golden and, rule. Right. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, treat others how you want to be treated. Uh, you got that one right. Not to be confused with the horse and the water moving, <laughs> <laughs> moving. Love, that love, was, I loved it. Love like, I think my dad says love, that. Love you, Dominic. <laughs> that was great. great. But, uh, but listen, all jokes aside, if something were to come up and, and it's, it's very few vendors because we use a lot of small family owned businesses that just don't do the big national ad campaigns, <clears throat> but we have Tempur-Pedic, we have DreamCloud, we have Nectar. And, you know, to that point, DreamCloud and Nectar, we're on our phones with you, the customer, right in the moment. Whatever their offer is, mm-hmm. our offer is. Mm-hmm. Tempur-Pedic would only be, really be the only wild card there. And we kind of know what's going on, but let's say they pull something last minute and, Pull something isn't the right way to say it. Let's just say they put something else last minute that we just didn't get the information downloaded to us fast enough. We'll make that right. Mm-hmm. Happily, happily make that right. No questions asked. So that's that. That's the store happenings. Yeah. That was verbose, but it was well said though. I'm a ver- verbose kind of guy at times. It, yes, it is. Yeah. So anyway. Or yes, you are. I, no, yes, it is. That didn't make any sense. You want to summon yay that one? one fine. <laughs> I think it's time for the Friday the Leader. It is time. It's time for the trial. Chris is like, he had it right ready to go and he pressed the button before we even said it. He's like, let's That's just right. wrap it up, guys. Right. Up on right. Enough. Give these guys the old, that. Uh, he needs a hook. Hook. Don Peters. Don Peters, congratulations. Long time listener and commenter. And yep. I think Don's donated her prize back to maybe an organization or two, but we'd love to, uh, see, I was just saying. Let someone else have a chance. Well, Don, we'd love you to come in. Uh, um, if we go and spend the prize later again, chances are you're going to win it again because that's just how prize later luck goes on this show. <laughs> but let's see. We're going to try it again. Um, but we do have that great new uh, sleep bundle prize. It's nice. It's very nice. Jennifer Hollis. There, there we go, we go Don. Yeah. So like Don's gracious. Jennifer, congratulations. So anytime coming to the store, um, we have ordered the bundles, the travel bundles to so give us maybe a week or two on that, but we do have the drinkware here and, um, you can pick up a piece of that if you like $30 value. Very nice. We use them all the time at home. So congratulations to Jennifer Dunn. You're gracious as always. We love your support of our show and the contributions you make to the show and, uh, what you give back to the community. So thank you. We appreciate you. I think that's it. That's it. Thanks Great for show. Fun show, local celebrity. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Lancaster Connects.